surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Welcome to Let's Talk About It. Uh, This episode starts season two of the podcast, and I just want to say how absolutely thankful I am for all of you guys sticking with me throughout 2018 and season one of the podcast. Honestly, 2018 had so many ups and downs, and I want to unpack that a little bit in this episode. So today I'm inviting the wonderful, smart, beautiful Vanessa Grimaldi uh, from my season of The Bachelor to join me today to unpack some of this stuff. So let's get her on the line. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I feel so bad I haven't been able to um, catch up with you since the New Year. Yeah, I know. I feel like things always get super crazy around the holidays and you kind of lose track of things a little bit. That and then I got the flu and I was out for like 10 days and then everyone, it was so super cute. A lot of my followers were messaging me asking me if I was fine. I'm like, it helped me. I guess getting off of social media for a little bit for 2019 was a nice little detox, mm-hmm. but it was a nice reminder to see how, you know, you have your little community of people who, who are, they're your followers. That's your troop of, of people that you, um, that are going to like that you do you. this for. Yeah. And this is why you do the podcast. And that's, that's why I do the podcast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's a nice little reminder for 2019 on things that I want to work on and things that I want to get better at. Yeah. Like taking care of your immune system for starters girl girl <laughs> listen look at look at this juice i wish we were recording what we're filming right now i have this massive actually this was completely full started celery juicing yeah to detox my liver have not you because ever, i drank have you ever like actually just juiced <clears throat> or is this like your first time with any experience juicing um i juice but not regularly. I've juiced like before workout or after workout or because it tastes good. I haven't juiced because I knew there were benefits to it mm-hmm. or I didn't, I didn't juice and, and specifically look at the benefits of juicing. So I hmm. bought this book called Medical Medium by Anthony Williams. And apparently mm-hmm. my sister has been reading his book for years mm-hmm. and she went vegetarian um, a couple years ago. Oh, and she's vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's vegetarian. <coughs> Sorry. I'm still a little bit sick. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps talking about this book, um, Thyroid Rescue. I bought Liver Rescue. Um, and she suffers from migraines as well. I get really bad menstrual cramps. And so I wanted to find natural remedies to soothe that instead of yeah. taking Advil, which I would always take on a daily basis if ever my migraines were really that bad. So yesterday I had menstrual cramps and I boiled some water and I grated some ginger and put some Anuka honey in there. Mm-hmm. Um it's just expensive when you have to start buying all of these supplements. And I spent $300 at the natural health food store yeah. on supplements because I want to boost my my uh, my immune system because I'll be traveling quite a bit in the yeah. next couple of months. I took a, a two-month break from traveling. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I traveled, I was with you. Yeah, probably. In New York. Mm-hmm. That sounds really nice, a travel break. <laughs> I'd love to just be in Seattle for a month. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, what I did. I had to get sick in order to yeah. literally do nothing and just concentrate on myself and on my health. Yeah. Running ourselves down is uh, not very good, but unfortunately, you know, it's easy to do and we frequently do it. And by the time our we actually give ourselves a break. It's usually when we're starting to get sick, but, um, I'm happy that you're like, you know, taking steps to look more into your health like this. And it certainly can be expensive, but I think there are definitely ways to, um, you know, look around and and make sure that you're able to save a little bit. Um, one thing I love to do, especially when it comes to juicing, because I started juicing, um, like sophomore year of college. Um, What do you juice? So I'll, all different kinds of things. My favorite go-to juice is an apple, carrot, celery, kale, beet, ginger, lemon. Mm. That's my favorite one to juice. Sometimes I'll throw in some garlic as well. Um, but Yeah, garlic is good for immune system. Yeah. it's. I would say it's rare that I make a juice that's just specifically one thing. Um, but sometimes I'll just do an apple juice or I haven't ever done just the celery juice, but I will put, you know two, three, sometimes a whole thing of celery stock in my juice. Um, but it's a great, you know, I, I mean, I go to the farmer's market and I have my CSA that I get. And um, when you do something like a CSA, uh, you actually save some money because it's like a, it's for the whole season that you're purchasing. And then you get, you know, fresh vegetables every week or every other week uh, from that farmer. And you're not only eating locally, but you're eating seasonally and all the, <coughs> you know, good uh bacteria and what other words am I looking for? Uh, but all the good stuff that you're getting locally that's going to help with your immune system is already in there. Um, it's not, you know, food from the grocery store that's been shipped, you know, miles and miles away from other states and has been refrigerated and, you know, it's, it's fresh and it still has all those nutrients and then you're able to, you know, juice it and get it in there nice and raw and it's liquid. So it's easily digestible. Um, I could go on and on about it, but I'm happy that you're doing it. You're lucky that you live in Seattle. I live in Montreal and I, in the winter, (coughs) we don't have a lot of fresh produce. Mm -hmm. And I went to the grocery store and I was buying kale or spinach or it was, yeah, it was packed spinach, fresh packed spinach. And there were, there was ice in the pack of spinach. Yeah. So one thing, if if you are in a climate that makes it really hard during winter, um, and I actually was just at the... um, it was the Museum of Food and Agriculture in Canada here in Ottawa. And mm-hmm. um, they had a whole section about preserving your food and, you know, how that's a really big how thing you that, that you have to do. Well, there's so many different ways you can preserve your food, canning, uh, freezing. But one of the things that I love to do um, that I even did in Baltimore because, you know, winter season there are – there still are farmer's markets there, but there's definitely less produce available. Um, but you can – like store things in all different kinds of ways. So if I would get, um, let's say, even if you get something like spinach and you want to juice a bunch of spinach in summertime, then you can freeze it in the fridge. And then when you're ready for that spinach juice, you know, you can just take it out of the freezer and, you know, let it thaw in the fridge and then you can add it to a juice and then you have fresh spinach in your juice. Um, All kinds of all kinds of different things you can do. Look at all the stuff you're learning in, in Canada. <laughs> I didn't learn that in Canada, but I know that in Canada, you definitely need to like preserve some of your fresh produce because you're not going to get a bunch of it in winter. Well, thank you, my little farmer. 
I'm glad to hear that at least going into 2019, that health and nutrition um, is something that you're going to be focusing on. I think that's like always something. So I want to get into a little bit about, you know, it's New Year's and uh, kind of this whole fad that we always see every year come up of like, oh, you know, these are my resolutions. These are the things I'm going to do going forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, typically I'd say the most common thing that you see on people's lists is like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get in shape. Like, I'm going to do this. And it's like, this is just unrealistic, like expectations that you're putting on yourself. And like, I think it's really important to ask yourself why this is a re- quote unquote resolution mm-hmm. for you, you know, and just the fact that people like, <coughs> wait to start things until the new year. Like, I don't know. I have all kinds of issues with resolutions. I like looking at my week as a new, not like as a new year. I, I feel like sometimes you look at um, the new year as a moment to change certain things that we may want to better um, in mm-hmm. our daily routines or our daily lives or whatever. But that's like, you have to wait an entire year for a new, year res- new year's resolution. Yeah. And Tony Robbins says like every day is a new, a day to make a resolution. And what, I, I mean, it, for me, it was hard to, to adapt that entire mentality. But for Sundays, that's my day to reset. Like, okay, a new week is starting instead of like waiting for the new year to come. I wait for, okay, I know I've had like a rough week or whatever. Let me just like finish my week off, get, do what I got to do. And then when Sunday comes along, how do I want to reset? And I showed you this today. We're Monday. We're recording on a Monday. Mm -hmm. I went to Staples, which in Canada is called uh, Montreal Bureauville. And I bought this massive whiteboard. So I don't, I don't own a TV. So where my TV is supposed to go. I just hung this massive whiteboard and I wrote everything because my brain felt so cluttered. I wrote Mm -hmm. everything that I knew I needed to do this week. I needed to do today and things that I want to start doing for my YouTube channel that I keep talking about. (laughs) No videos have been out yet. (laughs) It's hard to start things sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, because there's a bunch of ideas that I have in my head, but I'm a visual learner, so I need to write everything down. And so I got a bunch of things that I needed to do yesterday. And then I started racing it off of my board. And I felt so accomplished, especially because I was sick for 10 days and I literally did nothing. And for me to lay down on my couch and not even open my laptop to write back to email is because I'm really sick. I have a bunch of different things that I know I want to work on for 2019. And being more organized is one Mm -hmm. of them. Um, Being a teacher and having that teacher background... (coughs) I, and so do you, Mm -hmm. I have a handwritten agenda that I write everything down on. And if I don't physically have that agenda in front of me, I don't know what's going on in my week. Yeah. And now I don't know what I'm going to do because I have my whiteboard. I'm traveling for like a month next month and I'm not going to have my whiteboard in front of me. (laughs) I'm like, maybe you just need to get a larger planner. (laughs) I have a large, I have a large plan. I think for me, it was just the idea of like actually wiping stuff. Instead of like crossing stuff out, I just needed to physically wipe it out. Just out erase of my it head. out of your life. Yeah, erase it. Mm-hmm. Just erase it. And for me, it, it was a form of, a, of an accomplishment. Yeah. And I actually got two books for, over the holidays. Actually, no, this one I got in LA. It's called The Five uh, Minutes Didn't you? We got that I at Fireside. Oh, this one I got at Fireside? <laughs> yeah, The Five Minute Journal they gave us um, at Fireside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the conference that we got at Fireside. So The Five Minute Journal. I haven't, so I actually started um, Look writing at it. you. Yeah, you want to know when I started writing in it? It was really sad. I think I started in like September or whenever we got it. Mm-hmm. And I it was like a vow. Like I vow to write something down every day. And I'm like, wow, I didn't write anything down at all. And then I got another book. It's called 52 Weeks. And this one's, I think, 
visually, because I'm a visual learner, like the numbers are bigger, there's less writing involved. And so it starts with, in three words, this week was. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know how I say on Sundays, I I reset for my week. So this is, I would do this on uh, on a Sunday to end my week. In three words, this week was. Um, And then Hmm. highlights of the week, something that challenged me, something I learned, and something good I did for others. So what would you say for those questions for this last week? It's Monday now, so one day passed. In three words, this week was, um, I felt this week was disorganized. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it was productive. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, I don't know how to put this and make it not, not make it sound too negative, empty, I guess, because it wasn't as productive as I wanted it to mm-hmm. be. I felt not present when I was doing things because I was thinking of all the things that I knew I, I knew yeah. I needed to accomplish. So so I felt, trouble focusing. Yeah, trouble focusing. Mm-hmm. Highlights of the week, my whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, I, I, like, I woke up this morning, I wrote other things on it, I wiped stuff off. Um, mm-hmm. Something that challenged me. I can't really think of that one. Nothing oh, this, okay. I, I want to, uh, there's this part of the, in the book that I bought from Anthony Williams, uh, medical medium that talks about brain fog. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I do have, I struggle with thinking of my week and reflecting on things that I've done. Like, I don't remember what happened this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so a large part of that also, uh, when you're, when you focus on being present, I think you're able to remember those memories a little bit more but when we're just so passively like moving through our day um Mm -hmm. those memories don't really get as ingrained in our brains and then it's kind of like Mm -hmm. oh wait i don't even remember what i even ate for dinner last night like those small things Mm -hmm. um well something i learned is um understanding why i'm not being present Mm -hmm. and being proactive about that reason so for me i knew being disorganized for the last like month was stopping me from being present and so I bought my board and now mm-hmm. I feel like my clean my entire apartment I just felt like a weight was Which lifted always off my so shoulders. good to do after you've been sick too I feel like if my apartment is a mess it's because mm-hmm. my brain is cluttered Absolutely. so that is a reflection of what is going on internally and something good I did for others um I I was able to be present in conversations with people. Like I met certain people this week that were important, a part, important, part, important part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to contribute to conversations, like meaningful conversations yeah. and, and you're really um, showing up. Yeah. That was important for me. Yeah. It sounds like it was overall pretty decent week. Yeah. It was a pretty good week and it's going to be even better one this week. Yeah. That's the mindset. I hope that as you went through all those that all of you guys listening to reflected on that for yourself. Um, And that was in which book? That was in the 52? That was 52 weeks. Okay. Where did you get that? It looks like Target. Oh, wait, you don't have Target. We don't have Target out here. Um, This is from Kiki.k and I got this Hmm. at Chapters. So you guys have Chapters? Indigo Chapters? Not that I know. So it's it's like a bookstore. Hmm. By the way, I think like journaling and writing is something I get a lot of emails about and, you know, that people struggle with. But I think it, these are great questions to even just think about for yourself as you start journaling, you know? 
I mean, I always start off with, I feel blank. Like I list an emotion and then I just kind of go off from there. Every morning? No, no. I actually, I rarely write in the mornings. I'm not a morning person at all. And I have just kind of came to accept that about myself. Um, Guys, it's 11 (laughs) o'clock in the, well, in the morning. And we both look like we rolled out of bed. I literally almost started recording this in bed. And I was like, no, Taylor, like move over and sit at the table to record. Um, but you know, I think being a quote unquote morning person, like this is again, probably a lot of people's like <laughs> new year's resolutions and you're like, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to get to the gym yeah. before work and like blah, 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 because it's what we think this like healthy lifestyle is supposed to look like. And you know, I really, I, I've never been a morning person. Um, Me neither. And I think I spoke about this on a podcast on an episode recently, um, where there was this article, you know, that, that really spoke to how like how ingrained it is in our society, even like people that you mentioned earlier, like Tony Robbins, who really emphasized this whole notion of like successful people are early birds. And then it's kind of like you start to question, you're like, well, shit, am I not going to be successful because I don't mm-hmm. wake up early? Like, because I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. to, you know, kickstart my day. And um, I, I my brain becomes active and alive at a different time of day. And, you know, I've come to terms with that. <laughs> I woke up yesterday with so much energy and I'm like, I'm going to get all this done before five o'clock. And I had a list of things that Mm -hmm. I wrote on my board. Five o'clock came, I got nothing done. Six o'clock came after dinner. I got everything (laughs) done. Everything from 6 p.m. until 1 a.m. I was literally erasing stuff on my board, (laughs) writing stuff on my board and vacuuming and like storing stuff and putting all my Christmas decorations away. And I felt yeah. like this energi- energizer bunny that just came to life when yeah. everybody's basically going to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's how my brain functions, and that's how that that's where my energy lies. Like in the morning, it's mm-hmm. a struggle for me to yeah. just I, wash my face and like, all right, I'm gonna. I do find though when I do wake up in the morning, if I start snoozing, it's over. Yeah, like it's I, I'm gonna be in bed until eleven o'clock. Yeah, but if I put an alarm. And I wake up and I go wash my face and I just put like a little bit of makeup on, mm-hmm. like some under eye concealer and some bronzer and I put clothes on. Then I'm like, okay, I look half decent. I could leave my house. Yeah. And the minute you leave your house is when you start doing things and when mm-hmm. you start getting, checking things off of your list. Yeah. This morning I didn't do that. I mean, this is why I look the way I look this morning, <laughs> but I did do my celery juicing for the next two days. And yeah. so I'm very proud of myself. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you got to give yourself credit for the small wins too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, especially in winter time, like for me, that's really difficult. And so as we're talking about all these things that, you know, we want to do for 2019 to kind of better ourselves and reflecting on the last year, I definitely did not read enough. And I want to take a little bit of a tangent, uh, a little bit of a break to share with you guys perhaps one of my favorite sponsors that we've ever had on the pod called Blinkist. Um, And it actually is an app that takes away the best key takeaways um, that needs no information from thousands of nonfiction books and actually condenses it down to just about 15 minutes so you can read it or listen to it. I have so many books that like, I've been wanting to read, but just don't have the time to. And like just being able to like actually sit down and read has been really hard to find the time to do. So it's really made for busy people um, who want to get main points of books quickly without actually having to read the entire book. Um, and I want to share with you guys some of the books that I have listed 
on my app right now. So I have uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I have The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John Gottman. Um, Gifts of Imperfection, Brene Brown, always a favorite, always a good one to like go back to. Uh, one I haven't done yet, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, and uh, Braving the Wilderness, also Brene Brown. I have not started that one yet. So there are literally so many different books. Um, a lot of stuff in the mindfulness and the happiness area. And right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for Let's Talk About It listeners. So you can go to Blinkist.com slash Taylor to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Taylor to start your free seven-day trial. Again, that's Blinkist.com slash Taylor. And again, I think Blinkist is going to really help me moving forward in 2019 to, you know, gain more of that knowledge that I've been looking for. But um, I want to go back a little bit to talking about um, some of these reflections from 2018. Um, but I, I also think that like, you know, you, you used to be, a, you were a teacher, you know, you were up early, you were, you know, working that grind of the seven to two, whatever it is. Um, and for me, it's, it's, I can get out of bed and feel awake and feel, you know, productive. If I have something specific, like somewhere I have to be like your point about, you know, when, once you leave the house, like, and I think that's so true. Um, but it's, it's hard when you, when you work kind of a, a non-traditional profession. Mm -hmm. If you're an entrepreneur where, you know, you're setting your own hours and you are, mm -hmm. you know, typically I don't even like to start my recordings until afternoon. <coughs> until afternoon. <laughs> I, well, this, it's a good point that you brought up. So people who are freelancers and who yeah. use their home as their workspace that's why or, I love like going to WeWork too, honestly, because yeah. once I like, I'm bummed that there's not one here in Ottawa. Um, but I'm yeah. surprised. Are you uh, sure? It's a, it's a smaller city. Yeah. I found one in Montreal, but I haven't been to it. Um, I guess once you're a freelancer and once, once your it's, home becomes your workspace, people think that's the best thing ever for me, at no. least because I know, I know I've been doing it now for like the last two years. Mm -hmm. It's a struggle to just, you know, put on like a nice outfit. I, yeah. my closet, my closet now literally consists of leggings and sweatshirts. Yeah. I mean, there's I not think... any, there's no sexy outfits in there anymore. <laughs> and like, you know, that I've been kind of talking to a guy <laughs> and he's, he's literally only seen me in sweats yeah. and baggy boy tops. Yeah. Because like, when you no work from home, there's me. no like mm -hmm. dress code, you know, you can be in your PJs and do all your work and, um, get everything done and be super productive. But it's it's a lot more difficult, I think, making that transition when you've been so accustomed to having that kind of a schedule and having that accountability and um, having to show up for other people like that. Whereas, you know, when you're in your home and that's your workspace, like that that work-life balance kind of becomes a little, a little bit blurred. Like even when you said, you know, where you put your whiteboard and stuff, like that would stress me out so much because that's right in your safe space. Like that's right mm. in front of your couch. Like your work is staring at you in your face. But I, I'm never day. on my couch. I'm never on my couch. See, what can work for one person yeah. could be, um, it, it could hinder someone else from progressing. Mm -hmm. For me, yeah. having that visually is like, yeah, it motivates me. Like I know exactly what I want to do. I'm never sitting on my couch. The only two places where I sit is at my kitchen table to eat 
and at my counter to do some work. Yeah. See, like I have like a whole little separate section of my apartment where like all my paperwork is stored and all that stuff. And then I keep things in my planner. Um, Cause if I had like a big whiteboard, like right by my like cozy space with like all my shit I had to do, I would just feel super overwhelmed. So like the fact mm. that I can just close it and it's in my planner and when I want to see it and when I need to take that time to be present with it, I take it out and I go through it. And that's also where like if I know I really, really need to be super productive, I take all my shit and I go to wheat work. <laughs> it's so interesting how everyone has a different method to being productive. There's some people who tell me, I don't need a planner. I don't have an agenda. Everything mm-hmm. is in my head. I'm like, how? How do you remember what do you have to do throughout yeah. the day? It would stress me out so much. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've kind of talked a little bit about organizing health um, as things going into 2019, 2019 that we want to, you know, focus on even more. Um, but I feel like we should take a little bit of a look back to reflect a little bit on 2018. What mm, do you think? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's... Uh... <laughs> Let's do it. I can't even remember what my week looked like, but let me think about my year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we finished the celery juice. <laughs> Brain um, fog. So I think like when I think back, you know, okay, January last year, where was I? <laughs> I was in a, re- was I in a relationship? No, I wasn't. Uh, Mm-mm. yeah, no, you weren't. You were. I was. You were. I was. Um, and I was on the phone with you frequently. <laughs> yep. Um, but so, so looking friends back, are yes, they are. Um, what would you say are maybe some highs of 2018 and then maybe some lows? <clears throat> um, so we all know how I openly talk about how I'm very black and white mm-hmm. and that was a struggle for me going into the show and coming off the show. And I did therapy during couples. I did couples therapy. I did individual therapy. I did a lot of self-reflecting on trying to, be comfortable in the gray zones. And Mm -hmm. so last year I was living in California. Um, and I kind of knew that my time in LA was coming to an end. And for some reason I kept saying how I didn't want to live back in Montreal and how I felt like Montreal was just clipping me my wings and I wasn't able Mm -hmm. to spread them and, and just soar. Um, but something kept pulling me back to come home to Montreal And I felt really comfortable with the idea of packing my things and not knowing what I was going to do back home. And so I think in 2018, I'm proud of, instead of going back and thinking of the things that I'm like, ooh, you know, the lows of 2018, I think the high of 2018 for me was being able to finally learn to actually be comfortable in the gray areas Mm -hmm. of life and... Um, take them for a, a learning experience. And so coming back home to Montreal and not knowing what I was going to do work-wise, where I was going to live, because I was living back on my mom's place, I literally took like two weeks mm-hmm. to find an apartment. I went um, apartment hunting, house hunting. I thought I was going to buy at that point. Now I'm renting. So I, there was nothing in the market that I was really happy about. And that really bummed me out. Cause I remember. That was on my list. I wanted to buy a place. I wanted to invest. And I wanted to have something that I could, that I could call my own. Uh, it just didn't work out in the market in Montreal. It didn't make sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm right now living in an apartment that I'm super happy about. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that I, I always wanted 
was to say something and actually follow through with it. And I always yes. said that I wanted to live in the old port of Montreal because mm-hmm. I come from the suburbs. I come from like 30 minutes away from the city. And to me, the idea of living in the city was such like a luxury. It was such mm-hmm. a, it was such a foreign concept. And so I managed to find an apartment that was reasonably priced in a location that is exactly where I've always wanted to live. And I've never been happier. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think I would be able to say something like that living in the city that I thought I wasn't going to be forever happy in. And so that was my high of 2018, being able to move back home and be very happy and not just comfortable, just be very happy with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And what what month was that that you moved into your place? I moved into my place in like May, June. Okay, yeah. Because uh, I was yeah, like, from yeah. what I remembered, we both moved into places at the same time. And yeah. yeah, I felt very similarly. I think moving into my place in May was definitely a major high. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember just feeling like really proud of us for making um, mm-hmm. those decisions for ourselves. Um, for me, same thing. Like, living in Lower Queen Anne was always something that I wanted to go back and do. Like I had lived there a little bit when I was younger and, you know, Mm -hmm. I would almost romanticize the idea of like, you know, finding my person in Seattle and like, you know, living back in Lower Queen Anne and just walking around everywhere and taking the monorail and, you know, just living that life again. And the fact that for both of us, it's the first place that we've ever had that's just ours. Um, is so empowering and like has really helped me feel way more independent and Mm -hmm. just like help me believe in myself more, you know, like, yeah, you can do this. Yeah. You look around and that's the couch that I bought with my own money. That's like the lamp that I bought. And it's just, it's a moment of, uh, like you said, a a moment of being proud and a moment of knowing that you could be independent and, Mm -hmm. And I think that lends itself to the idea of also what I wanted to talk about in 2018, where I think I was hyper-focused on relationships and hyper-focused yeah. on knowing I turned 31 this year and doing the countdown of, okay, how long is it going to take me to get to know someone? <laughs> how long does it take yeah. me to conceive? How long is it mm-hmm. going to take me to have kids? And and so um, I wish I would have focused a little bit less on that in 2018. I was always a hopeless romantic. I still am. Yeah. Um, and let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And I did. And in 2019, I feel really good about my love life. I feel real good about it, girl. I feel real good. <laughs> I'm feeling good about your love life too, girl. <laughs> um, so that's what I would say for 2018. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I would agree as well on like the the low kind of being focusing, being hyper-focused on relationships and... Can I say what I think your low is in 2018 for relationships? Go ahead. Let's see. Okay. I think Tay's low for 2018 in relationships is... How can I put this? You deserve a kind of love like no other. You're going to make me cry. Stop right now. It's true. You deserve a love that's gentle but fun and adventurous and spontaneous and is freeing and... Um, is caring and communicative and you deserve all of that. And so I, I feel like sometimes when you find pieces of that in someone, you may disallow yourself from believing that you deserve all of it and that you're entitled to have that internal happiness. And I think that, and I kept telling you that, stop telling yourself that 
you know, stop blocking yourself from moving forward and things like that and, and, and believing that you deserve all of that. Or I don't know if it's a matter, I'm not sure if deserving is the right word to mm-hmm. be using. Um, I think believing or being skeptical about um, getting all of those things because mm-hmm. there were parts of those great qualities that were lacking in your previous relationship as they were in mine. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, it's important for anyone who's listening, if you've been in a, rela- in a relationship that was a little bit toxic and in your idea of what toxicity is in a mm-hmm. relationship, be able to forgive yourself for being in that relationship, forgive the person, just like be able to forgive that entire scenario in order to move on completely into mm-hmm. something new without bringing in pieces of your past into something new. And yeah. so that's another thing that I was reflecting on in 2018 as well. Because mm-hmm. I'm so scared to get hurt again. Like, I really put myself out there. I really yeah. do. It's, I think... Am I on... Wait, am I right with, with where I w- was going with that with you? Well, so I had an, another um, point that I wanted us to discuss, which was like, what would we... What, what do we need to or what have we... Uh, forgiven ourselves for in 2018 and Mm -hmm. so that was definitely one of my reflection points of like forgiving myself for staying in something longer when I knew it should have ended when I knew Mm -hmm. that we were both ready to leave it and when we both knew things weren't going to work and um you know when I knew from early on that you know I am not happy and um Mm -hmm. instead fighting against my gut and, um, I think in the last few months, there have definitely been times where I've kind of beat myself up for that and felt like, you know, Taylor, you know, better. And, you know, God, if you had just made a d- different decision at this point or at this point, you know, where you could have been and, um, how, how much, you know, pain you could have saved yourself <laughs> with all of this. And then it's kind of like, you you can't just keep beating yourself up for that. Like you need to like let go and like forgive yourself and understand where you were and have empathy for yourself and understanding that like there were a lot of other factors involved and it wasn't that easy. And you, you might not have had the strength then, but now from learning from that, you know, hopefully you can then, if something comes up in 2019 or 2020 or whatever, um, you know, that, that you've had that experience and you've learned and you feel more empowered. And, um, you know, it's so funny to like, look back one of the, uh, top, one of the best episodes of the podcast last year was, um, an episode that I did with Raven where we talked about domestic violence and abusive relationships. Mm And, um, it's, it's really hard sometimes to think about, you know, in a way, aside from maybe two, Aside from one, um, I think almost all my relationships have got to a point where they've been pretty ab- abusive on both ends, um, and and not just not just you. Did you talk about physical abuse yeah. or emotional yeah. abuse and mental abuse and all the different types mm-hmm. of yeah, mm-hmm. all of it. And I've experienced all of it in several different relationships, yeah. um, and mm-hmm. you know it. It can be hard to look at that and be like, you know, well, shit, like, why are all these ending up like this? And how can I change that, you know? Um, and I think 
you know, thankfully right now, I think we're both in different positions in terms of how we've developed relationships in the past and how we're developing our relationships now um, to where hopefully it, it, it wouldn't get to that, you know? Absolutely. Um, I think being able to understand, by the way, your, your computer froze, so I can't really see you. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to reflect on why certain parts of a relationship haven't worked out was, is crucial for me at the ending of a relationship. Yeah. And why did I stay longer than I did? Or mm-hmm. why was I searching for validation? What was I searching for? What yeah. was that? Was it's always so hard to end yeah. it when there's nothing specific that's happened. Like that's always what I find. It's like we wait and people often want there to be a specific event, something that happens mm-hmm. to make sense of it, to say we broke up because this happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to explain, you know, surface level with someone if they ask, oh, why did you guys break up? Oh, that's so sad. You guys broke up, you know, of like just the underlying emotional shit that happens. They're just, we weren't happy. Yeah, there's never just one specific reason, unless for me, the biggest thing is cheating. If a guy Mm -hmm. cheated on me, they'd be like, oh, well, I left his ass because he cheated on me. But there was never that. It was always You might say that now, but in a certain situation, it could be different. Right. Because I've never been cheated on, I'm assuming that can be one of the reasons why I'm just, you know, I'm just Mm -hmm. relating it to that. But there was never a specific reason. There's always a list of reasons why... There's one thing that comes up and then you start realizing, oh, well, that's connected to that personality trait and that's connected to that. And, oh, we have different love languages or, Mm -hmm. you know, you can leave off a relationship and have mutual respect for each other, but just really be so romantically disconnected. Yeah. So what <laughs> your face right now? Feeling yeah. so disgusted. Some some people right now. <laughs> um, what would you say for you to forgive yourself for in 2018? Um, so forgive myself. Well, I think it goes back to forgiving myself for being so hard on on myself and on my age, which I think might mm-hmm. sound crazy to some people who might be listening and might be older than I am. Um, no, I, I'm going to stop you right there. I think it's very common and is very relevant to many women as they approach 30 or are in early 30s of mm-hmm. judging themselves, of feeling like their time is up, of feeling mm-hmm. a sense of failure, of really being incredibly hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. So stop it because it's okay. not crazy. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, girl. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say being hard on myself and putting my age as a uh, factor in your value. Finding, in my Yeah. And then finding a relationship and wanting, you know, like just putting the pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. And I will admit there are nights where I would go to bed crying and think, okay, well, I don't know what I'm doing wrong or what, what kind of karma I have that's not allowing me to find someone mm-hmm. or, you know, because it's so easy for like, oh my God, why would you have to go on a dating app or why would you need to do that? Or what? I want to find a Maybe have really, found. <laughs> or maybe I have found. That's why I stopped myself. <laughs> this like pure love and this pure connection that mm-hmm. it's inexplicable. I don't want to just be with someone to be with someone. We can all be with someone. Yeah. 
And so I want to be able to find that love that's so real and it just makes sense and you don't have to like mm-hmm. explain it to anyone else. Um, so I want, I want to forgive myself for putting so much pressure on myself and for having some sleepless nights crying mm-hmm. and thinking it may not happen for me because I want it so badly. Yeah. Especially because I'm a female and, you know, you start thinking, okay, well, how many eggs do I have left? And mm-hmm. And all, and all of those things. Um, but I did talk about that openly on my podcast. And uh-huh. there were so many women that reached out to me in their 30s as yeah, well. Yeah, see, in the you're same, not alone. Yeah, in the, same, um, in the same boat. So it was nice to, to know mm-hmm. um, that there are other people out there feeling that way. Yeah. And when I start approaching 30, if I start having a mental crisis like this, I know you'll be there for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but... Um, I- I think you're going to be married by then. <laughs> what? Girl, don't put that on me. <laughs> Girl, I'm so sad. The screen is frozen and I can't see your reaction, but I think I'm going to be a great maid of honor. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's getting a lot of themselves here. <laughs> I'm going to write that on my whiteboard, right? Tay's maid of honor speech. <laughs> I would insist that I be yours as well, but I know your sister is, you yeah. know, she, that's definitely a priority there, but yeah, you know, you can, you can be standing up there with her though. Don't worry about it. There's mm. always ways. Girl, I better mm-hmm. be. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, as we start to wrap up here, I want to move on to, we talked about like what we would want to forgive ourselves for kind of our highs and our lows of 2018 what would we thank ourselves for? I think gratitude is so important and especially when practiced on a daily basis. And in my new planner that I have for 2019, it actually has a little section for each week of three things that I'm grateful for, which I love. Um, So yeah, I'm curious for you what you would thank yourself for um, in 2018. In 2018, I would thank myself for being independent. Yes. So independent. Like, uh, I, and I always wanted to be independent financially, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, physically. Physically, we got our apartments. <laughs> we yes. independent as I mean, hell. I can take care of my own special needs if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, actually, so, that was it. I'm thankful to myself for making friends with Jack. Yeah. Wait, can we talk about Jack? Do you still do that weird thing with Jack? <laughs> okay, first of all, don't say a weird thing because that just puts out all kinds of... <laughs> Wait, do your, do your listeners know what you do to Jack? No, and they don't need to know what I do to Jack. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's turn this back on me. Well, I'm so let's, thing. okay, we can't just drop that out there and not fully explain. Well, um, I'll let you do the honors of well, embarrassing yourself. Yeah, you are embarrassing me. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I stand by my shit. I think this is really important to talk about. So in 2018, I purchased my first um, like vibrator dildo guy. And I named him Jack. Um, And I think there are so many, like, even 
girl, you fall in this fucking category too. What category? Um, Of like feeling judged a little as a woman for like purchasing one of them, for using it, you know? Oh, no, no. I'm not judging you for that at all, girl. I would be there in the sex store with you, like picking them out. Do you have a jack? I don't have a jack. And why don't you have a jack? I will talk about why I don't have a jack. I feel, and I... Because I, I know I, you're going to say the same things that I said before I got one and what always prevented just, me from getting one. I don't want to overstimulate a certain area of my body. <laughs> okay. okay. I can and de- not and with de- you. And desensitize that area. That's why. Okay. Um, I think you are wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that now. Um, well, listen, I've had a vibrator before and it was way too strong for me. Yeah, but then like, you use it on a lower <laughs> then you use it on a lower function. I don't no, think it's only, it only one you. function. I would love for you guys to have heard Vanessa the whole time that like I've experimented <laughs> with this thing and some other things. Um where literally her whole thing the whole time is no 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 girl girl don't desensitize your clit girl you're gonna desensitize your clit like be really careful like don't desensitize yourself I'm like what this is why, why are you so I don't, concerned people are like oh come cycling or whatever like spinning class with me and I'm like no my my I no my clit is my my world and I don't want to desensitize it I'm not going cycling or spinning okay the cycling spinning I'm sure like maybe you could like injure yourself. I can kind of get on board with that anxiety. Oh, okay, but hold on. So to I not... have a question for you. So mm-hmm. is, has your sex life changed a little bit? No, I would Are just you... say that my relationship with my body has changed a lot. Like my understanding of my own pleasure has Girl. changed a lot. And that feeling of independence and feeling empowered that like, obviously, like I didn't get one for a while and I kept judging myself because it was like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I would just rather wait until I have a person or like just do it with oh, someone no. that I like that I love or that, you know, I have that connection with. Like, it, it feels way more better when there's connection involved, you know, but like, I think it's been a real learning experience for me with my body to have Jack. And it's like, it's like, he's, he's just, he's my go-to, you know, he's my day one. Like, he's always there for me. Well, no, he's not your day one. He's your he's day not my God day knows one. what. No, no, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. your day one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. I was just going off on. on Drake there. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Um, by the way, there's like this new video that came out about Drake. Did you yeah, see? I have some thoughts on it. I have some feelings okay. about it. Um, but let's go back to things that we thank ourselves for. 2018, yeah. I thank myself for being independent. Mm-hmm. Sexually being independent, financially being independent, emotionally and mentally on all those levels. I felt so empowered this year. I started a podcast. I like did things that made me feel uncomfortable. Like starting the podcast with Dean and Jared was strange because Jared was living in my old apartment with Nick. Dean is very good friends with Nick. And I felt like it was a, it was entering something that I had already. Yeah. Going back closed. into like your past mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't uncomfortable at all. Everyone is super respectful of each other's space and uh, work, and so I'm proud of um, I'm proud of just how, the independence. How were you independent sexually without you don't have a jack, girl? There's God gave you hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, church. church. You thankful Hello? for them hands, girl? <laughs> I'm thankful for these spirit fingers. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That was really great. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful for this year. I would definitely thank myself for standing up for myself 
ending an unhappy relationship. Um, thankful for having the courage and like feeling empowered to do that. Thankful for, um, I, I appreciate my body in a different way and I'm very thankful for that. Um, and I would also say that one, another thing I'm very thankful for in this last year was, uh, my experiences to like travel, like going to Bali with you was super impactful. Going to camp was mm-hmm. super impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just having experiences that I would have never have thought that I would have the opportunities to experience. And I think that's one of the beautiful things to like reflect on going in and out of years, in and out of weeks, in and out of days is like, I always try to have this mindset of like, you never know where the day is going to go. And to just be open to whatever life is going to bring your way. I mean, this last Saturday, I thought I was going to have a super like romantic, nice evening. And it went the complete opposite way. And so many obstacles came in and it was like, instead, okay, you know, this is actually what our adventure is today. Our adventure is not what we thought it would be, but we're going to enjoy it. We're not going to let it, you know, ruin it. And we're not going to hold on to this idea and hold on to this um, pressure of what we wanted something to be and just letting it be what it was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That was one off on a, a little tangent there, but uh, I think just being open. Um, well, I want to add to that. I feel like in 2018, I've, um, I've always been someone who was very much in my head and loved reflecting and loved dissecting things. And I feel like I've gotten to another deeper level of self-reflection and Mm self-appreciation through the building of our friendship this year. Um, we were always close, but I feel like this year we literally morphed into one human being. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Um, and so I'm thankful for our friendship and thankful for the things that you've taught me. Um, and you've helped me grow and helped me learn and you've helped me to be a better communicator. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why I think right now I'm like dating someone that I'm, I feel really good about because I've, I've been, been able to develop a sense Mm -hmm. of better communication and self-reflection, um, within that relationship. So stinking sweet. And yeah, I think I've obviously so thankful for our friendship and our relationship. And I think, I mean, I totally agree and piggyback you on all those things. Like I've definitely seen you grow in so many different ways. And I think how you're showing up in your life now is very different than how you've shown up in the past. And I'm very, very proud of you for that. And I'm Thanks, girl. so humbled that you would, you know, consider me being a part of that path for you. Cause it's been wonderful Absolutely. to be by your side through this whole journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a great friend. Thanks. Come to Ottawa. I miss you. I know you're so close yet so far away. It's crazy. You're a two-hour... It's a two-hour yeah, train a ride. two-hour train ride. Um, but I physically just... Look yeah. how look look what I look like right now. Can you, dark can you see circles. me again? Oh, no, I can't see you. So that's poor connection. One thing that I want to voice for voice 29... It. For 2019, for 2020, 2021, 2022, 2020, every mother year mm-hmm. moving forward, I want every person listening to this episode, whatever your gender is, to literally 
get naked in front of a mirror and just admire your body, admire parts of your body that you didn't like before, admire parts of your body that you didn't even recognize or acknowledge before, and just be so proud to be in your skin because there's no one out there like you. You're a fucking snowflake. And that's what I've been doing this year. I've been walking around being like, damn, and I've been literally stopping myself in front of a mirror. <laughs> literally staring at yourself half naked on yeah. our FaceTimes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, you know, and there are moments where I'm like, I, there was a moment like this week I started crying and I lost weight because of the flu. And for some people that's like, yeah, let's celebrate. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, oh my God, let me just go on a binge of eating carbs all day. And so I saw myself and I said, okay, I know how my body works. I fluctuate between like, losing weight and like regaining it really quickly. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get to that place where I'm going to get my weight back and feel healthy. Yeah. Cause I wasn't feeling healthy. So I want to put that out there. Just be proud of the skin that you're in. Preach it girl. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, no, I think that's a beautiful message. Um, one thing that I wanted to leave people off with, um, was something I I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Ianla Van Zant. No. So she's I, I had some reservations at the beginning. Um, Rob, who's a very dear family friend and um, was on an episode early on <coughs> in the podcast, loves her and is obsessed with her and always watches her show. Um, she's on the Oprah Network, and in one of the last episodes that I was watching, um, she brought up these three points to focus on. And I thought they were super freaking great. Um, So the first is to reflect on how you see yourself. Like, how do you see yourself? Um, What are the things that you tell yourself about who you are? Um, The second is how you think the world sees you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The third. That's a hard one. Okay. mm -hmm. Yeah. Third. Is how you want the world to see you. Mm. So how you see yourself, how you think the world sees you, and how you want the world to see you. And how we act and and in every interaction, it's a reflection of all three of those things. In our relationships, Mm -hmm. how we show Mm -hmm. up, how we um, communicate, it's always a reflection of those things. Um, Mm -hmm. And so to really think about, you know, how you do see yourself and how you think the world sees you and how you actually want the world to see you and to see if you can get those things to be in alignment with one another. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. Can you text me those three points? Yes, I will. Okay. I will. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's super hard because you can have this idea of uh, how you think the world sees you and that can completely impact how you see yourself. Um, Absolutely. How you see yourself um, is very much what you're putting out to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so making sure that how you actually want the world to see you um, is in alignment with how you see yourself and got to be careful about the assumptions and the uh-huh. pressure that you put on how you think the world sees you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was especially interesting to me because that episode was um, actually with the cast for that show. Uh, we're all like reality show people trying to mm-hmm. heal. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was that's, a, exactly, that's my point I was going to bring up. Yeah. It was a, it was a heavy episode to watch and to reflect on. Um, but I think, you know, it's especially important for me to think over those things as we have a new season of Bachelor starting tonight. Tonight. Yeah. yeah. So exciting. Yeah. 
So those are the three, three points that I wanted to leave everyone on. Um, and you got your last point in to look at your body, appreciate yourself. Um, maybe get yourself a jack if you don't have one yet. Um, get yourself a full-length mirror. And a full-length mirror. Mm. And maybe even try out jack, you know, spend some time with jack in front of your full-length mirror. I don't know. Whatever All floats right. your boat. <laughs> All right. Great way to end this episode. Masturbation is an important topic, Vanessa. It is. We're actually talking to a sex therapist on my podcast today. So I'm very excited. I have all these yes. questions I want to ask. Yeah. Definitely ask them. Um, well, thanks for chatting with me. I miss your face. I mean, oh, I, I see your, you. your hair right now just all over the place, but that's also how mine is. So Yeah. It's, I need to go shower. Yeah. Same. Um, Self-care. Self-care. Yes. The small thing. 2019. Well, yeah. I'm excited to see where 2019 takes you and all the growth and the things that you learn and the ways that you're challenged in your life going forward. Um, And hopefully I'll get to see you soon. Oh, I'm sure we will. In a week, actually. Oh, yeah. That is about a week. Yeah. Okay, girl. I'll see you. I love you. I love you, too. That does it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tagging along with us. And I hope that you've been able to reflect and take away some things from this episode that you can put into your life as you move into 2019. I've got some exciting episodes coming up for you guys. And I'm really looking forward to chatting with some of these awesome new guests this year. So with all of that said, Happy New Year. And let's keep talking about all the things. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. So how does it feel when you play Roll Up to Win with Tim Hortons? Buy a hot or cold beverage using the Tim's app and find out. Roll in the app for a chance to win prizes ranging from free coffee and donuts to a Universal Orlando resort vacation or a sweet car. Oh, don't forget the TV. And this year, every roll is a shot at a $1,000 daily giveaway drawing for two $500 prizes. Roll up to win and get treated by Tim's. No purchase necessary. Account registration required. 50 US and DC. 18 plus entered by 4223. See rules at rolluptowin.com for free entry of full details. Void in Florida and where prohibited.